And we are back 29, well, let's call it 30 minutes after 11 o'clock. Richard Bear, Bear's Garden Center, has been able to join us in studio this morning. So phone lines remain open at 367-1240. If you've got a question or comment for Richard, we ask that when we do have a guest in studio. Let's try and keep it consistent with the guest or topic. But... Richard, I think he's ready to talk basketball too. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. Know. I tell you what, a, what the, that Sunday game with LSU was really, um, really eye opening, and uh, it was just a fantastic game. And I don't think they've come down yet, but uh, nor, nor should they. Give them, no, give them a should, week. Give them, a, give them a week. That's right. And it looks like she's gonna have a strong team next year. So very impressive. No doubt. Uh, yeah. You brought in a, a bunch of plants, and I don't know if you want to jump it right into those or out of their concerns. We'll, we'll talk a little bit first about the, the lawns. And, you know, I've all been pushing people back on fertilization, but now's the time. I mean, the time would be perfect if you could get in before this quote-unquote rain, uh, Jeff, that uh, I, I haven't it's, seen yet. Yeah, it's, uh, the radar is indicating you know, the tail of this uh, as it moves from the southwest to the northeast, and it's done some damage up north. The tail of it, uh, it just seems to be moving more north than east. And I just don't know how much we're going to get. Um, it's been interesting to watch it. We'll see. Right. We'll see. But we do need it. and uh, We'll get something. Just oh, a matter of when. Okay. All right. So that's what, that's what I wanted to hear. So uh, so even though, you, let's say you fertilize today, it doesn't rain tonight, no big deal. You know, especially if you go through these slow releases and, you, and, apply, and apply it relatively correctly. And without uh, big heat. Too. Yeah, is that that's a right. factor? That, that is a factor. So heat, the ground isn't uh, bone dry, although it is dry. But with the overcast weather, put it down. If it hadn't rained Saturday, Sunday, you have to water it in. But in theory, I think we should get something. Yeah. But now would be the perfect time to put it down. Uh, you know, we'll be in the middle of April shortly, and uh, I think we're in good shape. The vegetable gardens are growing really, really well, Jeff. Some people have to replant some of the things, but uh, – but really, their night temperatures start to get into the 60s, and boy, things start to just jump overnight. You can almost see them growing. So the things are doing well. The biggest thing you want to watch when it comes to vegetable gardens, when we get uh, a, a kind of real humid situation and then rain. Remember, we always say you don't want to water the leaves, right? Water the ground, and that's true. And you want to ideally water in the mornings. Uh, well, when it rains, you can't control that. So the leaves are going to get wet, and it's probably get, the leaves are going to be wet at night. So that's when we're going to start to get fungus issues. And, uh, you know, people will come in and say, I'm going to, uh, well, look, it's fixing to rain uh, tonight. I'm not going to spray the fungicide till after the rain. And I would do it both. I would do it before and after uh, because uh, the rain's going to perpetuate the, the fungus. And so just to prevent it, spray. If you have any fungicides, which I strongly recommend, I, you know, I don't recommend pre-spraying for insects. Because it depends on the insect, and, you know, you just can't pre-spray for that. You know, the, the bug has to be there to, to, to kill it. Yeah. Whereas the fungus, uh, you know, if, you, if that fungicide is on there and it tries to form, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll shut it down. So if you can, spray today, even though it's going to rain in two, three, four hours. I'd spray a fungicide on those vegetables, especially the tomatoes, cucumbers. Uh, spray spray everything, but tomatoes are real susceptible to fungus, and you can, it can really go in there really quickly if everything stays right with the humidity and the temperatures. So go ahead and spray that fungicide. There's organic ones too, like liquid copper. You want to try to stay organic. There's ones like that, and there's also the commercial ones that do real well. So you want to get a spraying in before and after uh, if you can. Okay. And, uh, and keep in mind also when it comes to the vegetable gardens is that 
you know, you're not too late by any stretch. And uh, when it comes to seeding, like we sell uh, cucumber plants as well as cucumber seeds, Jeff. Well, at this point, when temperatures get as warm as they are right now and at night, um, you know, you'll plant a cucumber seed in the ground. It, it'll be an inch high in five to seven days, and it'll be four to five inches high in two weeks. So it grows very, very fast. You don't need to transplant those. You know, say, oh, I'm going to start them in a cup. You don't need to do that. Now, obviously, if you're doing tomatoes and peppers and things like that, then that's something different. But at this point, it's kind of late to be starting those by, uh, you know, by seed. So cucumbers, okra, squash, all that kind of stuff does really, really well if you go direct seed in the ground at this point. So there's no need to panic. You know, if you can't find the, the plants, that kind of stuff you can really do extremely well right now directly in the ground. Okay. Watch your watering. I know it's fixing to rain, but, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to vegetable plants, water the ground, not the leaves. And when you do water, water heavy. It's much, much better to have uh, uh, deep waterings uh, as little as possible rather than, uh, light waterings every day. Now, in some instances, such as containers and raised beds, it dries out really, really fast. So you may have to water day or every other day. The ground's going to tell you what to do, and the plant will tell you what to do. But just as important, especially with rain, is mulching is very important in terms of keeping bacteria from getting on the leaves. Um, um, there's a bacteria that's on the soil that if you get a hard rain, it will actually splash onto the upper leaves, and you can actually see the, uh, the results of the fungus climbing up the, up the plant. The leaves will turn yellow and spotty, and they slowly go up. So when you put a uh, mulch, and you want to use a mulch that's going to decay, such as pine mulch or any natural mulch that you might have that's going to break down. So you put it nice and thick under these plants. You can go an inch when you first start and then s- slowly get to two inches. And uh, when, you, when you fertilize, because you'll fertilize every four to six weeks, you kind of move that mulch away and then put it in the soil cover it back up, and then wet it in. And uh, so it shouldn't have anything to do with fertilization, but it will help you a lot with preventing the bacteria from splashing on the leaves. It'll also help you a lot in terms of uh, weed prevention, slowing the weeds down. And then thirdly, it's going to help hold that moisture, and the soil temperatures won't get as hot. So if we do get a rain and the sun comes out on Monday or Tuesday, if you have a mulch, uh, it'll stay wet. But overall, the, uh, the vegetable gardens in general are doing very, very well. Uh, you know, we had that lapse a couple of weeks, two or three weeks ago where we got a, 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 a heavy frost or a slight freeze, and that set some people back. But to be honest with you, since then, the temperatures have been really, really high, and uh, so everything is growing very fast as long as you can get the water to it. So uh, you can still plant most anything, and certainly it's not too, la- too late to plant okra, cowpeas such as black eye, purple hole, crowders. Um, most anything, uh, most everything you can still plant. The one that people are still coming in, I do have some that is, to me, it's getting late, is strawberries. Strawberries, it's just going to get too hot too fast on you. But it makes a great decorative pot anyway. So a lot of people put these, uh, a strawberry plant in a pot or a hanging basket, and the leaves really look very, mm-hmm. very nice. And you'll make a few fruit, but not a lot. But if you want it as a decorative pot, that works great. Or you'll mix it with other things. You'll put a, uh, maybe a strawberry plant and a sweet potato vine and, you know, a coleus or something like that. And you have a very pretty plant. So if you're doing it for that reason, it's good. How, how does that survive then over the summer uh, so, so the, as far as the greenery? Yeah, the greenery does great. So in terms of a, uh, you know, a foliage plant, a decorative plant, it would do great. But you don't want to plant at this point to me, Jeff, for production. Gotcha. It's getting late. And uh, so, so basically – Hang in there. You know, it's an old uh, 
um, you know, a religious thing down here, Jeff, that you plant Holy Week, you don't plant on Good Friday, and then you can plant on Holy Saturday. So that's kind of the uh, the gist of what they used to tell me back in the day. Okay. Um, when it comes to uh, the flowers, I mean, it's it's blown and going. Uh, one thing I want to tell people is that they have a lot of beautiful snapdragons out there and petunias and snaps, and everybody gets antsy and say. Man, I, I think I'm going to pull all this stuff up, and so I can plant my spring stuff and make sure uh, that I ha- I'm going to have a supply. Well, no, don't do that. I mean, you, you've you've earned the right to have these things as pretty as 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 long as the temperatures stay mild. So don't pull up those gorgeous snaps, those beautiful petunias. Do not do it. You'll have plenty of options as time goes on. And like I was telling a customer this morning, your options are going to decrease a little bit because of of the fact that it's getting hotter. But the good thing is the options you're going to have are going to work all summer long, whereas some of the plants right now that you're planting may not go all summer. So if you have something in the ground that looks good, leave it there, allow it to stay. It's going to eventually peter out in probably in another four to six, eight weeks, depending on temperatures and uh, moisture. Things are starting to play out a little bit earlier than normal if you can't water it because it's been so dry. So between the warm temperatures and the drought, Boom. So if you do have some snaps and you can water them, I mean, you know, you should have been watering. And that will keep them longer uh, looking good. So enjoy the plants that you planted in the fall. Let them go, and, uh, uh, and they'll, do, they'll do very well, and don't, don't need to panic. I bought some different stuff in here in terms of a flower. Jeff, take a look at that flower there. Isn't that interesting? Did I, is that different or what? Oh, the, the flowers. Yeah, I was initially looking at the leaves, which were pretty impressive, too. Right. But now I do see in the center a little dark purple flower. Flower. And this one is celosia. And uh, uh, it kind of looks like an... And it's I really think, being dominated by its leaves, though. It, it should do something about that. Yes. But if you notice, see how they got some small ones coming in here? Okay. And so this is going to end up... And for the, 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 uh, the, the listeners, uh, a lot of people call this coxcomb. Because it looks like the top of a chicken. I don't know if a city bar would know that. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> but that's what they call it. And believe me, the chicken I see never looks like that. <laughs> well, this is the top of the chicken. That's what the it's chicken head looks like. It's either already battered or, yeah. <laughs> but they will come out with a, with a bunch of these all summer long. does really, really well. It's, it's one that will take the heat, keep growing, very showy. It gets about uh, 18 inches tall. But So if you want something different, that's a really uh, uh, neat and, and, uh, and different one, as well as many other ones that I'm not going to uh, – I didn't bring in. But uh, Chrysandra uh, is a unique uh, orange flower, which people will utilize. I'm, I'm just thinking of some, uh, some, some different type flowers, as well as the one I, I brought in a few days ago um, is the uh, bloodweed, which is great for the caterpillars. I just bought it in because, man, they are, the caterpillars are devouring these plants right now. People come in and say, man, they eat all the leaves off the plant. So the, this bloodweed, which makes an orange and red flower, very pretty plant. But what happens to this is that, and you can see, uh, well, Jeff, I was going to show you one of the, the little larvae that they uh Just, they just make sure you take the larvae with you. <laughs> You city boys, I tell you what. Yes. Uh, but anyway, um, so they will devour these leaves, and then they'll they'll make the, the uh, monarch butterfly and fly away. And, and, and is one of the reasons people are willing to put up with the eaten leaves is hoping that the butterflies stick around. It sticks around, and then then you then they go to this right here, which is called the butterfly plant, Buddleia. 
And so this is, this is making a long spike flower. This is a, a purple one. But there's pink. There's white. And there's, but there's many plants that the butterflies like, lantana, uh, coreopsis. And, you know, there's just a, a bunch of different ones that they'll hang around and do really, really well and stay around. But it, it just became big over COVID. People were staying home. And it really haven't, hasn't uh, backed off much simply because people know about it now and they enjoy it. It's a great way to... Uh, Get away from the computer and uh, do do real well. I did bring in. You mentioned the uh, the fragrance when I when I yeah. came in, and uh, you know a lot of people come in and in, in, in my place, Jeff, and and they say it seems like your flowers smell like fried chicken. They can't figure it out. And we say, yeah, many of our flowers smell like fried chicken. Well, I, I would I wonder why <laughs> they make some good chicken over they, there. They, they do. really do. They do. So anyway, when the north wind blows, all our flowers smell like fried chicken. But anyway, this one right here I, is. I would uh, imagine though too with all the different uh, fragrances that come from the different plants it's got to be somewhat of a melange of, oh it, uh, it is especially if you're walking by when we're watering uh such such as this one the basil or the mints uh but there's many many different uh you know scents within the nursery petunias will have a fragrance and they'll do gardenias so you're correct uh you know people plant gardens uh based on fragrances jeff and so and you can do that and uh so when things are blooming i have the banana magnolias when they're in bloom they smell like little bananas and of course the gardenias will smell uh very sweet then we have the sweet olives and so you're right a lot of fragrances uh, and then this is one right here, and this is the basil. I just brought these in because there are many different types of basils. There's Thai basil, which is kind of a spicy. There's lemon basil, which is, has a, a, a lemon fragrance. And this is a sweet basil, which is, you may be smelling now, Jeff. I don't know. Uh, uh, so d- different types of basils. They can actually use the lemon fragrance is good to inhibit mosquitoes and things like that. So if you, want, if you use lemon fragrance in your uh, cooking, uh, that's a good one to put around the patio. It'll, it'll be a great fragrance around the patio, help uh, deter uh, mosquitoes, and you can use that, uh, um, the, the lemon flavor in uh, cooking. So many different ones. And this one right here I bought, Jeff, and you can uh, kind of crunch that a little bit and smell it and tell me. I, I don't know why. Really fluff it up. I mean, you got to do it like this, Jeff. You really got to get in there, Betty, and, and what does that smell like? Any, any idea? You got to get it right. Oh, it smells like bubble gum. All right. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll hang with that. What flavor? Hey, you're eating. You're I knocked eating. a small piece off, I figured. <laughs> well, I did spray them with a chemical a before. Mintish. Thanks. <laughs> a little minty, maybe? Yeah, kind of. It's pineapple. Spear- oh, okay. Yeah. Pineapple sage. And so this one is. I, well, I, at first, I was thinking of fruit. Because it almost smelt like a gum. Yeah, so it, it does kind of have that uh, that fragrance. But anyway, pineapple sage. So the the leaves, when you water them or you pass by, will emit this pineapple. But th- they will make a. Is it akin to the pineapple at all? Or I don't just think a coincidence? so. Just a coincidence. And okay. uh, and this one right here will make these short little red flowers. Great for hummingbirds. So so when the wind blows or when you're watering, it will e- emit this uh, this uh, pineapple scent. And have the um, the uh, these little red flowers, which are very very showy, and the hummingbirds devour this plant. And then, you know what Jeff's looking at here is maybe I don't know six eight inch eight, eight inches tall, but it will get up to uh, twenty four to three feet tall and wide very quickly. So by the middle of summer, this thing will be four times that size and really blooming heavy. So this is one that can take the heat and uh, great for a container. Does does really really well in terms of in terms of the summertime. And is it winter? 
it, it does win in this sense is that is that if we get normal normal winters where we get you know mid twenties and upper it doesn't stay days under freezing they will freeze back to the ground you cut them back and they will come sprouting from the from the base actually do extremely well this year might have been a little bit different scenario because it stayed below freezing for so low and uh, it never got above freezing for a couple of days so so some things didn't overwinter like they would normally winter but it is considered a perennial and uh, and considered you know. Very hardy and, and 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 people enjoy it. Uh, things that we're talking about since things that are blooming right now uh, in the landscape and blooming much earlier than normal is one called the Confederate jasmine, and that is the little white flower jasmine that's actually blooming now, which is very very unusual, Jeff. Because but that's simply because temperatures have been so warm since January, since we got that cold after a couple of weeks. Temperatures were getting into the, uh, you know, into the 70s and stayed there uh, a long time except for a few days. And so you're starting to see these little white-flowered uh, vines that normally start blooming middle and end of May, and they're blooming now. But that, that emits a very sweet, uh, a sweet smell and does, does extremely well. Uh, let's see, Jeff. I think that's it. Other than get your vegetables in, you want to get it in and color don't panic on the color we got plenty of color right now a lot the, the nursery is full but it but if your yard looks good leave it alone and make things uh, allow things to happen naturally all right uh hours this weekend jeff we will close at three o'clock tomorrow eight to three and then we open all day saturday and we will be closed easter sunday all right and all the listeners please have a uh i think the weather's gonna be very nice Easter day. It's looking good. Yeah. It's, it's looking and, good. Uh, so hopefully the kitties better. Hopefully the rain, any rain we get, hopefully. Although I did read some discussion about how this thing has stalled a little bit. And again, uh, so far so good, though, with the forecast Saturday afternoon into Sunday. Good. All right. Richard, thanks so much. Thank you.